Red button. Is that red, red rover? Button? Red rover. Red rover. Red is it on? Over. Yeah. Yeah, it's on. Didn't She's beep. on. I didn't hear a beep. <clears throat> we She's turned on. And yelling. She's turned on. Belgium. Right. Tommy knows how to hit the right buttons to turn mm-hmm. her on. What's up, everybody? Hello there. Welcome back to Bald with Glasses, episode number who freaking knows anymore. 33? 33, Larry Bird, Larry Legend, shout out. Welcome back to episode number 33 of Bald with Glasses. As we alluded to in the previous episode, we are switching the format. Format switch. We're switching gears first to second, baby. And we are, from this point moving on, going to be breaking down different countries, talking about all things of said country, of said week. So we're going to give you a little, a little deep dive into the history, a little deep a little dive tour into guide. the culture, a little travel tips. We're gonna just give you a little. Uh, we're gonna give you a little guide. A little taste. A little taste. Of, and hey, of some... be warned, we're not experts, but this is no just shot. what we found. Yeah. Uh, take some it as you that will. We find that are interesting. Yeah. Give you guys a little bit of insight into these countries. So we're gonna learn a little bit. This episode and all episodes are brought to you in part by <laughs> Lizard Mill Hot Sauce. Go to lizardmill.com. Yeah, that was good. Promo code BWG10 for 10% off your order. Best hot sauce east and west of Mississippi and number one ranked sauce in my heart. Our hearts. Our hearts. hearts. All of our hearts. No, I don't want to speak for anybody else but me. So, on this week's episode, we are going to give you guys a little cheat sheet. Our cheat sheet on Belgium. Belgium. Nice. Oh, that's pretty good. We did not. We practice. had to twice. We, we practiced planned. twice. <laughs> so we're doing Belgium. We uh, we've talked about it in the past. We have uh, some international listeners that we found out, and our number one most listened to country aside from the United States is Belgium. So we love you, Belgium. We love you, Belgium. We want to see you again. Do well. If you're planning on going to Belgium or ever thought of going to Belgium, this might be helpful uh, tips and tricks for you. We're going to start it off no, here. No, 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 no. Not even just that. Even if you're just a... a curious lad. Curious if, party? Yeah, if you're, just a, if you're just yearning for knowledge. A lad's lad. A lad's lad, that's right. If you're a proper lad. I've been watching too much British uh, reality show TV. Really? Crack on. I'm going to crack on. So we're <laughs> going to kick things what? off. So generally speaking, Tom is going to cover the history. I'm going to cover culture-ish related stuff, and Andrew's going to cover travel-related stuff. Yes, ma'am. So, we're going to start off with a little history, give you guys a little breakdown of what Belgium's all about. It turns out... I mean, there's a little bit of dirty laundry. A little bit of dirty laundry. A little dirty laundry. Need some extra dub You know how history goes. The winner writes the the books, right? Mm -hmm. That's what they say. There's a a couple of accusations that Belgium might not be so perfect. Okay. Historically, well, well, not many places are. Yeah, exactly. Who's so, accusing them? You are. I'm not accused. I was. I was. <laughs> I was led to information that makes some sense that they are not. Not they, not the country. Their leaders have not been honest. Uh, okay. Let's hear what uh, what made you think that. Okay. I'm excited to learn. Not, I don't want to start with that. Europe. I want to start okay. with. I want to start. Yeah, Europe has a crazy, Figures. crazy past. So. Figures. First counts is. Belgium was a set of tribes in the region. Uh, that part of Europe, it was a couple different tribes, and they either spoke Germanic or Celtic. When was this? B- BC, like BC, oh. 400 BC. Before, Long time before ago. C. Before C. Before C. Gotcha. Yes. 
then they were taken over by the Roman Empire, which, as we all know... As one does. Yeah, took hold of pretty yeah. much all of Europe, basically. I mean, yeah, they took over everything, I hear. When the Roman Empire um, ceased to exist, whatever... Was ultimately defeated. Ultimately defeated, yes. Um, there was talks in Europe in Vienna to split up... Um, who owned which parts of the countries and stuff? Oh no, we're not even there yet. Never mind. Back it that up. Was bad back as, up the that truck. was dumb as hell. I skipped the whole part. I gotta back <laughs> it up. No, yeah. So the Roman Empire ceased to exist. Some families in some places they call them states. I, I don't really know all the terms for are that. These Roman states. These are these are past Roman states because obviously the Roman Empire had moved in, spread its um, spread its wings. Seed. Not its seed, but its uh, religion. Okay. Um, so there was a there's a there's a lot of history based on religion and it's Protestants versus Catholics. Isn't that crazy? By yeah. the way, mm-hmm. religion we can do a deep dive into another time. Yeah, though. yeah. Save it for a, a lot of it has to do with like Protestants and Catholics and who who wants to be in charge. But then, so a couple families rose to power, turned into cities and not cities, turned into states, and so basically they were called the Franks, um, mostly of Germanic. Uh, it's actually who Frank Sinatra was named after. Is that a true fact? He There's lies. no way. Yeah, he no, lies. That was he a lie. lie. Continue, Tom. Um, Acting. Then the French took power. Vive la France. Um, Napoleon took power. Basically tried to take over the world again, uh, just like the Roman Empire. Pause real quick. Do you know Napoleon wasn't actually that short? Yeah, he was like 5'7 or 5'8, right? Did you know that? I didn't. Everyone I, gives him a bad rap. Is that, well, he was a complete isn't that where, tyrant. Yeah, they call him but, a little. Like, isn't that where the Napoleonic complex comes from? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he wasn't even that. I, I, mean, I picture him being like, like five foot. He nothing. wasn't like that small for the time, but he was still like small in stature. He was. He wasn't a big guy. So anyway, continue. Wait, when was this? When what, what was Napoleon? What are we talking timeline wise? Mm, let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. None of us know. To give you guys an idea of, of how smart we are. You couldn't tell. No, we're not. I'm not smart at all. This <clears> is. This is not my. When Will was Forte. Napoleon in power? So the Roman Empire ended in the 11th and 12th centuries. <laughs> it just didn't it work. Just didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> hey Siri, when was Napoleon in power? Any guesses? Seven, 16 or 1700s. Here's an answer from Britain. 1799 to 1804. Five years? That's it? We got all this fucking talk about this guy who's only in power for five years? Yeah. Doesn't Jesus. take long to do some so, damage. Like Jimmy I'm Carter. sweating. Yeah, I'm sweating. This is it's hot in here again. JC, JC, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> what do we got, Tom? After Napoleon. Yep. Right. So Napoleon tried to get into some stuff. He tried to. Take yeah, over he tried the to world. do a bunch of stuff. Yep. Tried to big man him. He lost a battle in what is now Belgium. Okay. Right. <clears throat> Which is pretty significant because I think I told you a fact over the weekend that Belgium is pretty famous because it's been. There's a lot of wars that have fought, been fought in that area. It's a middle ground. It's kind of a middle ground, a yes. Of, a lot of troops yes. have to cross through Belgium yes. to get to the other parts of Europe. Yes. Facts. Which has to probably do with, in the olden times, with those um, faith lines based on Protestant and whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just of how they split. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a meeting in Vienna and said, we don't want French rule because France at that time was what Germany is... Not now, but when World War II happened, they tried to take over the world again. 
Right. So they said, we don't want French influence, and so we're just going to create a kind of, like, stalemate in the region, and they're going to call it, like, the... I have the exact name. It's fucking long. Try to pronounce it as best as you can. It's it's not long, but it, I just couldn't remember it off the top of my head. The United Kingdom of Netherlands. Oh. <laughs> so that's where the... Yeah, but, like, it's mixed between whatever. Uh-huh. So that's where the Dutch speaking came from now. Mm-hmm. So... If you didn't know this, Belgian had or claims three national languages of German, French, and Dutch. That's where the Dutch, but you'll talk about that later, Eric. Mm-hmm. Well, the people of Belgium were not fucking happy with that. They're, they didn't want to be part of the Netherlands. No, this is in 1815. <clears throat> they didn't want to be part of that because of economic... Um, Implications? No, they, the economy wasn't very good. They weren't treated well. They weren't... They, it was basically a trading route for... Uh, England and other countries of bigger powers, and they were just using that as like a trade route. And basically, the people of Belgium were not being treated well, mm-hmm. so they revolted. Fifteen years later, they became Belgium in 1830. Way to go, Belgium! So they so hold your ground. Their most recent uh, owner, if you will, was the Netherlands, the United Kingdom of Netherlands, which came from a meeting between like a bunch of bigger countries in Europe in Vienna. To keep French rule out because Vienna, for those of you that are dumber than us, is Austria. Yes, I knew so that. Is that where we're at present day? Kind well, of. So they, they, a constitutional monarchy is the the form of government that they formed. They created a um, constitution, and then they appointed a king who was a French speaker, Leopold the First. Right. Had a son. He tried to colonize other countries as, as countries of that time period do because that's a good way for a country that's starting out to make money. Mm-hmm. The United States had slavery. Uh, Britain had a bunch of colonies in um, Africa and Australia, right? Yep. But that's an easy way for them to make money because they can take resources from other places, sell them, and then the money goes back to the country. Right. He tried, like, I guess he tried like 50 times and failed. And he couldn't do it. So his son, okay, following stinks. in his dad's footsteps, Leopold II, finally said that he wanted to. This is this is where it gets a little hairy. This is where the accusations come because apparently the history books in Belgium say that Leopold II was like a, a peacemaker and a spreader mm. of faith. And he brought a lot of money and everyone loves him. There's gold statues of him everywhere there. Apparently he turned the Congo in Africa and he basically enslaved all the people there, made his own army, and then started selling all the, the abundance of rubber trees because it's about the time people started to need natural rubber, which is where they used to get it, from trees. I never knew that. So they took they, they, they basically colonized uh, the Congo and were just making them work <clears throat> for them to produce these rubber trees? They enslaved the Congo, they made them work for them, and then like there's some pretty harsh accusations of... Leopold II taking the money and pretty much putting it in his own quote-unquote bank account. Now, I would tend to believe all of that. Because yeah. he basically funded the colonization of that country with his bank account. People were not nice to Africa for a long time. It's crazy, dude. True. It's crazy. I know. So that, really that fact you talked about, about how they have the constitutional monarchy, I didn't realize that that still exists to this day. Yeah. There's, they still have a king. Yeah, that's crazy. Belgium I don't, I don't know how much power he has, so per se, but that's... I'll up. get into that. Yeah. Stay tuned. So, there's some pretty harsh accusations that 
he he went to the because countries in Europe have like a fucking meeting every year or every four years or whatever, and he said, "I'm gonna go colonize this country." And I'm going to do it with my own money. It's going to be an act of spreading Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out he just realized that he could make a bunch of money off rubber trees, turned all the people there. He took all the strong young men and fucking turned them into an army. Jesus. And then basically, I don't know the word for it. It's easy to have high profit margins if you don't have to pay for the labor. <laughs> well, yeah, true. exactly. That's yeah. true. And then he turned, he made an army out of people of Congo and then basically brainwashed them to think that uh, the other people that they were shooting and killing... Like, it's like the most, like, 10 million people died. It's crazy. Ooh. Yeah. Jesus. This was in the eight, middle of the, like, 1850s, somewhere around there? Yes. Holy hell. Yeah, like, not very far away. So that, so, so what happened following that? Um, so people started to realize what was going on, and he couldn't, the, the king of Belgium couldn't be selling this rubber for so cheap and making this amount of product without slaves. So people started to realize what was happening. And started trying to, like, find out what was going on. A guy from Germany went to go buy some rubber, and he was hung there, like, with no, um, he didn't go to court or anything. He didn't have, he didn't do anything. He didn't break a law or anything. They just hung him and killed him. And then when that, when Germany found out, they fined the king a bunch of money, which was, like, a small drop of, apparently he made, like, I think the number was 220 million francs. Which in today's money is like more than a billion dollars. Wait, so he was getting all these troops from the Congo. Who was he fighting? He wasn't fighting anybody. Who? who where did all these deaths come from? He he had this army in the Congo to enslave more people of the Congo. Okay, so gotcha. they were basically oh, gotcha. like killing their own people. Yeah, but gotcha. he he brainwashed them to think that these people weren't human. Wow, and. This is Leopold II. This is Leopold II. I see. I follow now. Okay. However, like I said, people, the the way, the information that I found said that in the history books, Leopold II is claimed to be this humanitarian peace spreader of who brought all this money to the country, and that's just kind of how it went down. It kind of reminds me of some of the early U.S. presidents that yes. we have statues of that had droves of slaves. Yes. It's so crazy, too, like... The fact that we're not even batting an eye at the fact that there's, like, history books made that is just completely falsified or exaggerated in certain well, yeah, regard, but like, and it's just how it is. You don't know because the other, the, yeah. the people who died can't write, you know? Whoever's in power, right? Let's and wherever you are. Like, wherever yeah. you grow up, they're going to teach you Whatever they want truth. you to think, Push yeah. their agenda. I was watching a podcaster actually talk about that in Russia, and, a, like, a lot of people... Are in the United States are like, oh my god, I can't believe Russian people, Russian people are so brainwashed. Blah 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 blah. They think that about us. I know because they think we're brainwashed because of what we learned. There was something I saw speaking of that with the Russia-Ukraine war. There was like a footage of them in Russia, and they were showing people like pictures of the bombs that were going off in Ukraine, and they the people that they were speaking to like just simply didn't believe that was yeah. actually true. Yep. I don't know how much of that is act, like they actually didn't believe it, or they were like kind of like I don't know, like scared to talk about to say it or a whatever. Lot of stuff on camera, you never know. But it was just wild. So, does that bring you, us to the to the end of the history segment? Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to say one more cool thing. Please do. Um, Belgium holds the world record for the longest period of time without a government, when, and they when broke was this. Um, 2011, I believe, was when they broke their previous record. What? No government just running around like wild animals? 2018, I'm sorry. 592 days without a uh, previous government. What? That's more than a year. How does that even make sense? Um, 
so there's two main parties in Belgium, and they didn't agree on, like, the terms for the next form of government. And then the person who was basically, like, a mediator between the two to help decide and vote on... It's basically sounds like a union meeting, to be honest. And I don't know if any of you guys are mathematicians. 2018's not long ago. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah five years true. ago? Yeah. So that brings us to present day. Pretty close to present day, yeah. Present day. Let's pop it up for the history. Thank history, you, Tom. Thank you. History, Tried history, my history, best. History, history. So did great. present day, as we talked about, Belgium is... So the politics of Belgium take place in a framework of a federal representative democratic constitutional monarchy that's a mouthful See, that's, that's a lot of words what does the, that mean the king of the belgians is head of state but the prime minister of belgium is head of the government in a multi-party system oh my god and executive power is exercised by the government so the king signs laws but always needs approval of a minister okay this is because it's they live in a democracy but the king is also the commander-in-chief of the Belgian army. So it's very convoluted. That's yeah, probably that's why they didn't have a government for 592 days. Yeah. Um, so huh. as you talked about earlier, they're sort of the middle ground for Western Europe where like all things have to go through Belgium. So that is why they are now home to the NATO headquarters. Ooh. And a lot of people... Uh, refer to Brussels, which is the captain, uh, the captain, which captain. is the capital, of, <laughs> the capital of Belgium as the capital of the European Union as well. Gotcha. So NATO headquarters, capital of the European Union all take place in this small little uh, hectic country. <laughs> yeah, really, They've got a lot of hectic. shit going on. So what parts. I didn't realize about Belgium is that they are very divided. Yeah. Tom spoke on this a little bit earlier. I actually I have more on that if you wanna if you wanna start and I might You can chime in. I might chime yeah. in, yeah. There are three primary languages in Belgium, Dutch, French, and German. Now German, from what I've read, only constitutes about one percent of the total speakers present day. It's uh, about I believe I thought I had it in here, I might have taken it out. I thought it was it's either oh right here. Um the Dutch constitutes 60% of the population, and French constitutes 40% of the population. Damn. So there are three main regions in Belgium. There's the Flemish region, which is the Dutch-speaking. That's the north. Ah. So that's what borders the Netherlands, uh -huh. hence the Dutch-speaking. Makes sense. There's the Walloon region, which is subdivided into five provinces. That's the southern region of Belgium that's French speaking mm -hmm. that borders France Luxembourg and Germany okay um, and then there's the Brussels capital region which is within I believe it's within the Flemish region but it's uh, it's not considered a province or part of any province it's just its own thing Wow the Brussels capital region um, so in recent years in two as recent as 2010, the Flemish National Nationalist Party became the largest party in uh, Flanders. Flanders is this is this northern region, the okay. Dutch and the Dutch region, the Dutch region. Yes. and the Socialist Party was the largest in Wallonia, the southern so the region. southern region. The French. So that was interesting to me that the more conservative 
bunch of the country all live in the north. Yeah. So True. like the part that would they were most recently a part of the Netherlands, the people that are closest to the Netherlands basically it sounds like want to keep it that way. Yeah. They're like, "Well, we want tradition, we don't want change, we don't want uh they basically I, th- I find it interesting that the people that want to keep the country the way it is the most are the people that are closest to the yeah. Netherlands, both in culture and in like physical distance. That is really interesting. Whereas the socialists, the mm. like the more liberal part of the country, are the ones that border France, Germany, Luxembourg. It almost feels as though like that part of the country is trying to socialize the country. They're, they have much more, like, socialist ideals. Um, so, in, go ahead. in history, the northern part of Belgium, before they were, uh, before they seceded from France and became Dutch-owned, basically, the southern part of Belgium was more economically rich because they had all the steel and all, like, all the... They were the first country in Europe to go through the Industrial Revolution as well. Yeah. They had yeah. They had all those they had all those like when you think Industrial Revolution, that was all in the southern part of Belgium. So there was a lot of money around. There was a lot of the economy was booming in the southern part. And then when France lost power and the Dutch took over, the northern part started making more money and and started like now it's now the northern part is um has more money because they have a bunch of sunrise companies where it's like tech and newer industries of companies that should become economically bigger with time because and they're the, newer. And the North is even going more so in the area of conservative. They're moving even further right. So I spoke about 2010, the Flemish Nationalist Party. Um, in 2019, in the 2019 federal elections, the Flemish-speaking Northern region, um, they have a far-right party. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Vlaams... Belang, V-L-A-A-M-S. They that Sounds party right. made major gains. They're like extremely far right, like anti-immigration, anti, oh, like they're extremely like basically far right. Not I wouldn't say extremists, but they're very very far right, mm-hmm. super super conservative. It sort of gives me like a little bit of vibes of how the U.S.'s couple past elections have been going, where there's like a divide, completely yeah. divided, and they couldn't be further apart. Where the northern region is super conservative and set in their ways, and the southern region is sort of looking for change. Yeah. Damn. Which kind of makes sense why they didn't have a government because they just couldn't agree on anything. Right. They just will not budge. Um, kind of seems like the way everything's going now is a lot of people yeah. won't budge. To be honest, so it's kind of set in the their own second way. the second half of the twentieth century, so like from the nineteen forties fifties on. Um, there was rising tensions between the Dutch-speaking and French-speaking citizens. I was going to ask. That was fueled by their differences in language and culture and unequal economic development. Yeah. So they had different... um, Basically, like you said, the North at that point started to sort of supersede the South in terms of economic development. Yeah. So obviously the South was looking for change, and the North was like, no, now that we got money, like we're we're happy. Yeah. Yeah, we want everything to stay the way it is. So this continued... Uh, contention led to several reforms resulting in a transition from a unitary government to a federal government between 1970 and 1993. So initially they were all 
run by a single government entity. This is all pretty freaking recent stuff. Yeah, now they're broken apart so that there's, like, different representatives from each, like, region and province of the country so that there's more, like, the voices heard from all these different parts. Yeah, when I, when I read that Belgium became independent in 1830, I was like, that's not very, that wasn't very long that ago. That really was not long ago at no. all. When you think about the United States, I yeah. mean, it's, it's 100 years more, but still, that's quite a bit of time. Damn. So, the same even goes for the culture in today. Because the, because the two regions are like, couldn't be further apart, their, their culture is completely different too. So all of their, like, their art, their music, their... I mean, think about it. They speak completely different languages. Yeah. yeah. So they have, like, completely different experiences and cultures and relationships. What's interesting, too, is you speak of kind of the north is is sort of... Conservative. Conservative, yeah. A lot of the locations for the travel guide coming up soon, all of the spots that I kind of want to hit are north or northern slash that's central. The, a little bit more money, money, yeah. And central is where the Brussels capital yeah. region is, which is like, that's, I mean, that's their main hub. Yeah. Which is a beautiful place from what I... Brussels? From what I looked yeah. up, it is like yeah. absolutely sweet. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It is a architectural city. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really nice. Um, but this, I thought this, this part was really interesting. So I'm just going to read it word for word. Despite the political and linguistic divisions... The region corresponding to today's Belgium has seen the flourishing of major artistic movements that have had tremendous influence on European art and culture. Nowadays, to a certain extent, cultural life is concentrated within each language community and a variety of barriers have made a shared cultural sphere less pronounced. Since the 1970s, there are no bilingual universities or colleges in the country except for uh, military and maritime academy. So they're like universities are separate. Their art and culture is separate. It's it's like two separate countries. It's almost like two completely separate countries within one. It's it's weird, too, because like with the I was looking up the history and it literally says that because of the language barriers between the they're the same country. But because they have a language barrier, it makes the government hard to run. Because they literally cannot talk to each other. Yeah. Wow. They, that is that's wild. So isn't that yeah. wild? so in terms of like culture, you can't really talk about the culture of Belgium. You'd have to talk about the culture of each of these provinces because yeah. they are so drastically different. Never knew that. Right. Neither Never did guessed. I. Right. Yeah. There. The, I didn't realize. I thought when we did like a quick search, like what's the national language. And they said I Dutch. It was, yeah, I thought yeah. it was all Dutch. Yeah. I thought they were just a Dutch-speaking country. Yeah. That could not be further from the truth. It's almost half and half. Yeah. Where half speak one, half speak the other. And they're, so like, wild. separated by a line. Like, it's Pretty not much, like yeah. they're mixed in all around the it's, country. It's literally like a line like, halfway through the country. This region is this. Yeah. This region is this. Crazy. Yeah. That, wow. So, a couple Damn. other. I'll let you jump into some travel stuff. But a couple other just, like, fun facts that away. I wanted to put in there. Um one is so you know they're bordered to the south by France, Germany, and Luxembourg. Yes, there's a region, a province in Belgium called Luxembourg that borders <laughs> Luxembourg. <laughs> so you, when you leave Luxembourg, you go to Luxembourg. It is the, spelled exactly the same. Exactly the same. Luxembourg West, Luxembourg no East. So it's Luxembourg. <laughs> it's Luxembourg, comma be Belgium. Yeah. Like it's Luxembourg, Belgium. That's the province, and Luxembourg. it is bordering Luxembourg, the country. That is 
How dumb is that? Very stupid. That's like Canada or Mexico having a, a state called the United States of America. Just a, just a New That's, York? Yeah. That, no, no. Like the United States of oh, America. Yeah. That well, borders the yeah. United States of America. It's like New Mexico dropped the new. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, also, another fun fact is, I don't know how fun it is, but there's no, Belgium is the only country in the world that has no age restrictions on euthanasia. So they have legal euthanasia. Like what? you can, if you like want to, you can like elect to be euthanized. Damn. That's if a, you're super sick. Yeah, that's a big deal because a lot of people are fighting for that here. So, yeah, they are. That's, I think they already legalized it in Oregon. Because there's, so. there's a lot of people who suffer and just want it to end. Yeah. Which I think you trying should be to, allowed to do. Trying it. to get a little, it's a little dark, but yeah. there's a... I, I think you should be allowed to do it. Yeah. If you if you are, like, of sound mind and body, like, you can make a decision for yourself. Like, you don't need a power of attorney. Yeah. And you decide, like, I want to, I, I like, want to choose, like, a peaceful way out. You should be allowed to do that. I agree. Instead um, of suffering. Right. That makes sense to right. me. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, and a lot of times it, like, bankrupts people and, like, that's all their family and can their think family. about. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. That's a good point. Anyway, a terminally ill 17-year-old became the first minor to be helped to die in wow. Belgium. Um, the head of the Federal Euthanasia Commission said the teenager was suffering unbearable physical pain. They're the only country that allows minors of any age to choose euthanasia. Um, Damn, that's so sad. They must have rational decision-making capacity and be in the final stages of a terminal illness. Uh, okay. The parents, if they're under 18, the parents must also uh. give consent. God, that's but brutal. at that point, like you don't want your child. No, I know. To yeah. suffer. You want to sit there and watch though. him suffer for three months, no, or no. just just help him finish oh, it. God. And then on another interesting note, another thing about culture is the their sports. So their number one sport is uh, association football, soccer. Yeah. In our country, other popular sports are cycling, tennis, swimming, and judo. Ooh. Judo Ooh. kick some ass. Come on, yeah. Hi. So. But in regards to the in regards to the football, the football. Belgian national football team has uh, is the number two ranked team in the world, and since the nineties, they have held the number one spot for the most years, only behind Brazil and Spain, which I would have never guessed. No, like you think wow. like top like uh world cup teams of all time like i'm thinking like brazil england italy spain italy yeah. yeah like i think of those i don't think of belgium like i know they're good france was good for a while france too, too. Yeah. i don't oh, think of, i don't think of belgium as like a top one or yeah. two that's, that's crazy yeah so they have a very very that's strong that's pretty cool yeah damn right now kevin de bruyne, de bruyne. i was <laughs> yeah. trying to think of who the fuck was on yeah, that team kevin de bruyne i think uh ramalu lukaku ramalu lukaku i think so yeah is he i believe so that makes um, sense. You can do it with a French accent. Yeah, you can yeah. do both. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so they, that's just another little thing about the culture. Obviously, like, they're big on sport, and football is the number one sport, and they are quite good at it. That's I kind of want to watch some so. Belgian judo now. I know, right? Look that shit up on YouTube. Also, like, the fact that their number two was cycling. I know. That's kind of crazy. They like, I, I don't... I mean, I, but imagine, like, riding your bike through the Alps. Do you think they're yeah, juicing? Are there Alps in Belgium? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> it would be cool. Um, all right. So I think I'm good on my stuff. I just thought that was, like, in regards to culture, there is basically two completely different cultures. Let me just say something real quick. I didn't know how this was going to go. This is our first go-around. You guys kicked ass. I thought that was pretty cool, You right? guys kicked ass. 
Thank so you. round of applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For you. you. Thank you thank well you, deserved. You. All right. So I hinted at it earlier. A lot of the spots that I want to hit, they're up north. So shipping up north. I have a little. Uh, I kind of have a little map kind of thing. We'll put it up here, kind of where right. to hit and where to go. But so they have the main airport is in Brussels, as we know. So that's going to be the first. Stop. What's it called? Brussels Airport. B R U. Bruh. Bruh. So the Central Square is a spot that's actually really, really cool. It's the most touristy spot. <laughs> so, so we're flying into Brussels. Go. Flying into Brussels, very touristy spot. My favorite part about this spot is there's some things called the mannequin peas. And that represents, or obviously translates to, little pissing man. <laughs> Did you say that obviously translates yes. to? So. This I is what it looks that. like, That's so hilarious. you can see it. But we'll put up a picture of it. Hilarious. So I guess they have three of those in isn't, the town square. Isn't that like their their country mascot, kind of? Kind of. I, I guess it's supposed to show their cheeky... Uh, Little boy pee. Cheeky humor uh, with a bottomless bladder, because he never stops peeing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, How much you got to drink to never stop peeing? So that's in the central square? That's in the central square of Belgium. Do we have a picture of the central square? We'll get it up. I don't have it here. Okay. Snap. Nice, Tom. Thanks for the snap. So another thing that you can get in Belgium, obviously you got to stop for some Belgian waffles, let's baby. Go, gotta, baby. Gotta, let's get some authentic. Put a little Belgian chocolate on that thing. And so obviously Belgium also has very good chocolate. Yes. A lot of Belgians agree that the best chocolate, regardless of the type of chocolate you get, the best chocolate is found in Brussels. That's where you go in to get Brussels. That. Mm, mm, mm. That's yeah. the best of the best. To get that why. good, good. Doesn't matter like either. dark, dark milk, whatever the. No, no, it's pretty much just like whatever that, kind of chocolate you want. That's the, the best. best quality is what they what I read from one source is Brussels. I wonder if you can like go into like a cafe or like a coffee shop and they just have like chocolate bars. Probably think so. Yeah, for sure. I'll walk into CVS. Oh hell! a discount chocolate. Oh, well. <laughs> nice. Man, you're in Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> All right, second stop on the tour. Okay. By the way, the trains to these spots are really close. Like this train from Brussels up to Bruges. It's called the Bruges. Bruges. Oh man. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna over your to you guys. Gotcha, yeah, yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. Bruges. Bruges. It's supposed to be like Bruges, like one of the most. It's supposed to be the ro most romantic city in yes. Europe. We'll get to something about that, but yes, Bruges is my favorite spot that I want to go to. Looks after cool looking at it, it looks shit, fucking right? awesome. We're gonna put up some pictures, um, but it's an hour and ten train ride only yep. from like very center Brussels up to the top Bruges. left. All right, so I'm gonna mispronounce this here, show but me, show me. Should we try to pronounce it on three? One, two, three. Rosenhodenkai. Rosen there's it's, no N. <laughs> Wait, what? I added it. Rosenhutzke. That sounded... I don't know what language that sounded. <laughs> All right. What's the Rosenhutzke? So, it's just a stunning area. Look at this. We're going to put up a picture. This touristy stuff is a lot of pictures. That's Bruges. Yes. Yeah. This is Bruges and Hutzke. Yeah. <laughs> Rosenhutzke. Holy fuck. Yeah. That's great. So, honestly, it's just like a it's real... It's like a bunch of canals and shit. Sick canals. So, can I get thing... a Can I get a kayak? Can I say... <laughs> I say one thing about Bruges that I do know. Yeah. It's one of the most well-preserved medieval cities Hell in yeah. all of Europe. So, yeah. like, the, it, all the buildings there are super, super old, very well-preserved. It is supposed to be gorgeous. Speaking of, one of the spots that I had to hit here is called Belfry, and it is a medieval bell tower. And we'll put up a picture again. Cool. Um, one of the best things to do, you could actually climb up the top of the bell tower, mm -hmm. check out the views of the, of if the whole area. If anyone's ever seen uh, um, in Bruges, 
Mm, never seen, you it. seen it movie with uh, movie? Colin oh. Farrell it is <laughs> hilarious and the bell tower was a funny one they were walking up there and there was like a they they walked all the way to the top and it was a very like far climb and they got down and there was two like heavy set people getting ready to walk in and he <laughs> like made a comment to them essentially like you're not gonna be able to not worth it, it. yeah <laughs> it reminds me we went to Boston on that field trip in like fourth grade yeah I forgot the name of the tower that you climb up it was like it the was, spiral staircase. it was so hot yeah. awful it reminded me of that so this so tower on, was made start, of... We're starting, sorry, we're starting in Brussels, yep. we're hitting the center square, and then we're shooting up shooting to Bruges. Up. Our okay. 10 train. Okay. That tower was made in 1240, Ooh. which is fucking sick. 83 meters tall. I don't know how, how, how tall that is. Uh, times three, feet. just yeah. about, yeah. Or is it exactly? 240 no, it's something. it's just about, because it's like 3.3. 3.3, 3. 3. yeah. yeah. 240.50-ish. Exactly uh, and houses 47 bells, if you want to get a little... 47 bells? 47 bells. Ding, ding, it's got to be pretty big, ding, ding, right? Ding, ding, ding. Like, it's wide? Huge. It's humongous? It's, it's yeah. gigantic. Show them the picture. It was humongous. Here you go. Put up another picture of it. I kind of want to go to the top now. This is I the wanna spot that I want to go to. I want to go ding some bells. The last spot I want to hit here, it's called Minnewater Lake. Uh, it's, it's... Lake Minnetonka? No. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of most romantic, yeah. this lake has Lover's Bridge. Ever heard of it? With the locks? I think it is have the locks. I didn't. Yeah, I think you're right. But that's where if you kiss your loved one, supposed to eternal, be able, yeah, eternal love. Mm. Wasn't the lock bridge oh. in France? No, where the fuck? There's a, the there's a multiple of those. Yeah, there's there is. Another, there's some in there's Asia. One in Did you see on the news that like one of the famous ones you're not allowed to put the locks on anymore because it caused structural? I think damage? that might be the French, the French one. Yeah. They also like go through like once every year or whatever and cut them all off because it just fills up. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Those things are heavy. That's kind of sad. So continue. Okay. That's kind of sad. Now we're moving down <laughs> to the right to Gent. Gent? 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 I think it's Gent. Gent. Uh, this, it's a 27-minute train ride. So from, from Bruges? Yes. Belgium is a small country. I know. And it's yeah. like, I was like, holy shit, this is all so, so close. But this is Gent. It's still in the northern. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. It's still north. Sorry. All of these are Sorry, north Wallonia. of. All of these are north of Brussels. Yeah. I think. Which um, is all in the Flemish region. So the one spot to hit is... Gravenstein, 12th century uh, castle, built for the Count of Flanders, as we discussed before. Um, so really cool looking castle. Check it out. Look at that. Oh, yeah. It's fucking sick. Tom? Probably when they were owned by it. the Franks. Hey. <laughs> See what I did there? So now we're experts. Yeah. So now we're experts. So we were looking at a lot of buildings. This place yeah. does have a really cool gallery. Um, for art? For art. The outside apparently looks like an ancient Greek temple. A lot of cool art. To, from the to, Roman you, Empire? You get down on some uh, some art, some art museums. I don't. I can't. I, I I can't see you like enjoying an art museum. I don't not enjoy it. I can't appreciate it. Wow. Like I just I don't know. I don't see like the. I appreciate more like structural. Like I would be looking at the building while everyone else was looking at the art. So you want to know, know what? There was one museum that I went to, and like I don't really love just like staring at paintings. Yeah. Some of them are cool, but my favorite thing is like sculptures. Those like are cool. when people like their big like out of granite stone yeah. sculptures. Those you mean are cool as shit. you mean like the pyramids? I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's fucking those cool. Those are made by aliens. Really cool. All right, continue. Uh, one thing the the best museum I ever went to it was in DC. I forgot the name of it. We'll put it Smithsonian? up here. Smithsonian, maybe. No, I mean I that's a so. big one. I don't think it was that one. I don't know. Uh, I took I bought a big ass picture of. Uh, why can't I remember the word of things today? I can't do that either. What's a big waterfall? Niagara York. Falls? Yeah, Niagara Falls. Got it. It was made in like the 1800s. All right. Ansel, uh, Ansel Adams? No. What are we? What? I think Hansel, it is. Hansel and Gretel? Jesus Christ, you know so much. <laughs> All right, last stop in Ghent, people. 
We're going to. You want to try to pronounce this one again? Also, I found out recently you can get a tour of the White House. Yeah, but you have to request it through your, uh, con- through your congressman, Congress, either your senator or your congressperson, really? House of Representatives. Um, <laughs> they put the big no stamp right on it. Right when I called, <laughs> I wouldn't even answer. Of course. Yeah, Thank you. Crazy. Beautifully done. So this is a square. Um, Where's this? In Ghent? Yes, still in Ghent. This is the last stop in Ghent. It's a big-ass square. Um, they have a, an open market that takes place on Fridays, but it was once the city spot for public execution. So a little history there. Um, Let's bring it, it back. An important city meetings. <laughs> There's a bunch of uh, good cafes around there and uh, a big <laughs> old statue me. of... <laughs> What's the name I'm of the sorry. leader? Artfeld? Did you say Artveld? No. 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 No, well, I don't know things about art. There was a statue of Ghent's famous leader, Artveld. I don't recall his name in the history lesson, but apparently oh. it was pretty important. Are you talking about Leopold? The, the second? Leopold. I think you keep saying Leopold. Leopold. That's, that's what, uh, when I was watching videos, that's how they pronounced it. Uh, like Leopold. It. Ghent's famous leader, so it's Ghent-specific famous leader, who was prominently anti-French. Okay. Oh, last thing. There's a super cannon there. Uh, which like is the even largest? Today they're like, yeah, let's praise this guy that's anti-French. <laughs> no, it's still yeah. hanging up there. So you know what's weird is the L- Leopold or Leopold the first was a French-speaking king. That is wild. Hmm. They opposed the French and wanted in a a French king who had no ties to the French, but he spoke so French he could, so that he could decipher. I don't so have any. Could, uh, yeah, I don't know. Didn't make sense to me when they said and it. I'm just like the door. <laughs> a little inside man. So is this our last stop in Ghent or Tolo? Yeah, so still in this square, the last thing I want to say is there's a super cannon nearby. A what? One of the super, super cannon, cannon. One of the biggest siege cannons in all of the Middle Ages. Uh, rather large. It would launch rather large 250-kilogram um, balls. Can we shoot cannon. it? Cannonballs. I don't think you can shoot it. 50 kilograms. How many pounds is that? One moment. Oh, it's working. It's working. <laughs> How many pounds is 250 kilograms? You can't say it all sexually. Working on that. 551 pounds. 2.2. I was close. 551 pounds. Wasn't I close? 2 point something? <laughs> if it was in grams, maybe, guy. No, he was giving no, us two, the... No, 2 point the, the conversion. The multiplier. 2.2. Oh. It's the like 2 point something pounds per, per kilogram. So how many pounds? 550 pounds. Just That's about. insane. Yeah. It Humongous. Was launching, it was launching fucking Vespa-sized... Uh, like Harley Davidson sized, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the last stop is Antwerp. Yep, oh, that's Antwerp right there. Just that's uh, how I found out about much... that whole fucking Luxembourg debacle. What do you mean? Because I, I read it said the largest provinces are oh. uh, the smallest is Antwerp and the largest is Luxembourg. And I'm thinking like I didn't know Luxembourg was part of Belgium. No, Turns out it's yeah. not. Pull <laughs> <laughs> the fucking bait and, bait and switch on me. So Antwerp, although it is small, it was considered the sugar capital of Europe. I think it still might be considered. So that's the sugar not capital. where you're getting your chocolate. You're supposed that's to get it in they, Brussels. That's not what they say. The sugar capital, huh? Don't hurt Maybe me. Maybe they ship it up to Brussels. Spot the hit on a truck. Down? Yeah, we're, I'm sorry, we're north. <laughs> I was just kind of like... A, yeah, no, I got you. Shipping up. Yeah. Vlieschwitz. I was thinking Lu- oh. Luxembourg. Originally contracted open-air uh, meat market. Hell yeah. I'd hit that. Hell yeah. It's I'd the hit headquarters that. of the Butcher's Guild. The meat house was constructed <laughs> in the year 1500 Dude, in the Gothic style. What's what's more badass than being in the Butcher's Guild? Yeah, <laughs> in the Gothic <laughs> Empire. Hey, How long? It's just two, like, uh, uh, hatchet, or whatever they're called, yeah. hatchets. Butcher's knives? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the building also looks really cool. I would love to. That's what the building looks like. That is sick. It looks like it's a, like a fucking ship. crystal. What? In the other place, the Grote Mark, Grote Mark, I don't know, nestled in the heart of the old city. <laughs> 
What? Did I pronounce it wrong? How do you pronounce it? He shook his head. How do you pronounce it? Let me see it. G R O T E. Grote? Yeah. Grote? Maybe that. So this is a spot, has a lot of markets, a lot of stuff lined with 16th century guild halls. Don't know what that is. It's on your thing, man. <laughs> Perfect place to begin the exploration of the city. There's a picture of it. We're going to put pictures left and right on this fucking so thing. So is this still in Ghent? No, this is Antwerp. <clears throat> Antwerp. This is the that's last right, stop right. of the tour. So then from Antwerp, you gotta you got to catch a cab back to Brussels? Yeah, but listen. So all in all, if you start in Brussels, go to Bruges. Bruges. Hour 10 train. Bruges to Ghent. 27-minute train. Ghent to Antwerp, 46-minute train. And then Antwerp back to back to Brussels. Back to Brussels. I don't know. I didn't do that. Mm. But it's closer than uh, it's closer than the first one. So it's not too far. No, it's farther than the first one. It would have to be. It's over an hour. I got there. It. But I also have a thing of the train systems, and the trains go all over the map. It looks like we got some good public transport. Good public transport is right. So that's the it's tour. It's a 42-minute train ride oh. from Antwerp to Brussels. So it is closer. Very cool. Those are all the spots I saw that I that was my favorite. I, I looked at like three different lists of the top spots to go, and those were the ones that were on all the lists pretty much consistently. I'm going to get some damn French fries in Belgium. Oh, so their two, they're, they're two national dishes are uh, steak and French fries and Freets. mussels and French fries. Freets. Mussels yeah. and French fries? It's literally just a... Basket with a bunch of mussels in it and a basket with a bunch of French fries. That sounds like my kind of place. Damn. <laughs> Not even. So can I make a? I mean, pound. who knows if we'll actually do this? Can but pound can I make a? Can I make a, a? Statement. Statement. Yes, please. I would love if we did this for if we went through the countries if we did this for a year, so a year from That'd today, a year from today, out of all the places that we that we did we choose our favorite the one we're all most interested in going to and then we fucking go there and we ship it yeah i'm in bald with glasses takes okay. the world take we on the world we <laughs> don't have to we don't have to go like that day yeah yeah but like we'll, we'll pick it. a place and then we'll start planning it we can go a couple months out or six months or a year out and we'll all fucking we'll go for for a couple days it doesn't even have to be like full week you no. might be on something charlie five days yeah, just I a quick. Know. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Just like that'd a little quick, quick trip. I mean, that'd be And then fun. if that'd we leave awesome. the ladies at home, we don't have to worry about the dogs. We don't yeah. have to do all that. Do a little fucking little boy guy's trip. trip. Yeah. You know how mad my girl would be if we did that? Yeah, that wouldn't go. Too I mean, well. same with me, but yeah. it's for the. It's. I, I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> it's for work. Well, guys, that was fucking fun. I fucking love that. I, I thought that was. I thought that was a lot of fun. I hope you guys learned something. Hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully, we didn't sound like two big idiots. Like, there's just some French and Dutch speaking people <laughs> sitting next to each other. each other like, around. These people are idiots. <laughs> we might have. That was a good I answer. learned a bunch of shit about Belgium, to be honest with you. I did too. That and was a lot of shit one. that I looked I, up tied in with what you guys were talking about. See, it's really cool. That's why I like, I think this is going to be cool because we'll learn along the way. We can teach some people some stuff along the way. And then by the end of it, we'll fucking know all about the whole world. We'll know everything. That's what I'm saying. All right. So where are we going next? Yeah, where are we going? Where are we going next? We're going on a trip in our favorite no, rocket. No, 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 no. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Little Einstein. <laughs> where do we want to go? Wanna next? go? So we had a couple that we had cho- we had talked about last time that we had selected before this one. Truth. I don't do remember wanna, what they were though. One, the only one I do remember was Egypt. That'd be sick. Egypt would be fun. I kind of want to do Egypt. 
Are we Egypt? I mean, he, you both seemed very excited when I said it. So I forgot we talked about are it. Are we doing Egypt? Let's do Egypt. Man, I'm talking Lock it pyramids in. and shit. Egypt, yeah. Egypt it is. All right, so we're going to go to Egypt next. Um, and then if you guys are, are uh, if you like this episode. Let us know. Throw us a like, throw us a follow, throw us a share. But also, let us know where you want us to take you. Let me, let me, let me guide you. Let, let me, me take, take you. you somewhere. <laughs> I want to take you. <laughs> Let us know if you like it. This episode and all episodes are brought to you by our lovely and talented Lizard Mill Hot Sauce. Promo code BWG10, lizardmill.com. Get yourself the best hot sauce in the entire freaking industry. Honestly, do it. Zero calories. It's like, what is it, like 10 bucks for it to try a bottle, but no, it's also... No thickeners, no sweeteners, all natural. Product. No dyes, no nothing. No nothing. Yeah. You can get all three for like... I bet I you know, they don't have anything like this 30 in bucks. True. I'm, they better they better get some though. Yeah. By our subscribers. Yeah, and get ten percent off. We love you, Belgium. That was fun. Put Good some work. damn Lizard on your damn hot that, French fries. <laughs> Listen to the man. Au that was fun. Au revoir. Sign our see you later. Take it easy. That was fun. Uh,